Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey guys, what's up? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, but this is good fruit in your lives. Today we're going to talk about separated for purpose. Yep, separated for purpose. We're still in the vision series. And one of the things that I learned as it pertains to my vision, and we're going to touch on a few things here, but I do want to talk about business. One of the things that I learned in terms of my vision of business and my vision of the goals I have in life and where I want to go is that in my season of separation, I understood I was being separated for a purpose. And that's what I was saying before. So I guess it's like part three (laughs) of the last few episodes we've been talking about. So if you missed the last two, go check them out. Um, Because it's kind of like part three of me picking back, piggybacking, excuse me, off of what I was talking about then. Um, But when it comes to business, I realized that when I went through my wilderness season, my season of separation, isolation um, period from friends and even some family members and whatnot that it wasn't for nothing and a lot of times we when we're going through a crushing season just like we all went through COVID and you felt like this must gonna be forever I'm never gonna see my friends again I'm never gonna be able to come and have family gatherings together again and we've seen since things open up that that's not actually true and so if we've seen that in the world with COVID then that means that when you allow yourself to go through a season of separation you understand that it's not going to be forever it's just a time period for you to develop what you need to develop in for you to become who you need to become and for you to kind of prune or uh, cut away the things that were dead weight and that no longer serve purpose We all got to go through this in our lives because if you, I mean, think about it like this. If when you start school, we all start on one particular level. Agreed. It doesn't matter what country you live in. They may be different in terms of the age range. You can start school or what it's called here in America. You start at pre-K or kindergarten. Some people start in daycare, but the school systems normally start at kindergarten and they go up to 12th grade and then you go to college um and then even with that certain schools are broken down some schools literally go from kindergarten to 12th grade other schools go from kindergarten to sixth grade other schools go from kindergarten to eighth grade and then you graduate and then you go on to high school which is from ninth grade to 12th grade but nevertheless let's say let's put this into a realistic point of view to help you understand why separation for purpose is important if you started school in at five years old, six years old, seven years old, and you don't separate from that level that you started on to learn some new skill sets in order to grow and develop, then you only have a five-year-old level of education. You only have that, that base level of understanding and no more. That's not to say that you can't learn from the school of hard knocks, but how much further can you grow 
if you allow yourself to go up in the years of development and actually learn on each year and each level of schooling. So that goes for our lives. If we stay stuck in the same place we've always been because it's comfortable, because it's familiar, because these are people that we've always been around, then you are never learning anything new. Thereby, you are never growing and developing to your best self. You're not being stretched to capacity. You're being stuck in one place because it's comfortable. It's convenient. Dr. Miles Monroe, rest in peace, he once said, the most richest place in the world is a graveyard. Why? Because so many people died not living up to their best potential. Not living up to the best self. Now, understand this. I am not saying this because I want people, this cliche where you go and you stretch yourself out trying to be this level of perfection that others say you should be. I'm not saying that. All of us have a level that we want to get to or we have a a degree where we can get better at. All of us do. Take your favorite basketball player. Why is it that your favorite basketball player or football player, whatever you're into, why is it that your favorite athlete doesn't stop training? Because they understand that just because I made it to this level does not mean that there isn't more skills for me to learn and grow and develop in. As well as doesn't mean I'm not to strengthen the skill sets that I've learned thus far. But when you stop learning, you stop growing, you stop developing. And so this applies to our relationships and our friendships. Maybe even somebody you dating or your situationship. You know, you got to get to a point where you are willing to separate for a purpose. And that purpose could be recognizing that we are no longer going the same way. We no longer agree. Or why was I with you to begin with? (laughs) Like, I mean, come on, you have moments like that where you realize this was not for me. I've had that happen. I talked about this the other day, so I kind of piggyback off of this example. You know, when I, um, my first love, years later, when we tried to reconnect, which was the last the dating person that I dated back in 2017, when we uh, tried to reconnect back then, it just didn't work. Like, it not, and it wasn't just because time went by because over the years, even though I had other relationships and I had dated other people, me and that person, we would still stay connected. So when he and I came back into each other's relationship, into each other's lives, like for the umpteenth time, you know, because we would have our moments where we'll take a break, a couple months go by, be right back connected again. And doesn't mean connected in terms of relationship, just means connected in terms of having each other's phone numbers and calling and texting and whatnot. So we tried again, 2017, to get back together. It didn't work out. And what I realized was the reason why we keep going around this hump, going around this cycle over and over and over again since we first got together all those years ago in college was because I had to realize that you were not right for me. The things that I wanted, you don't want. The things that I want to achieve, you don't want to achieve. The ways I want to grow and become better, you don't care to do any of that work. The areas in which I want to heal and forgive, you don't care to do the work. So we are not equally yoked here. 
It is literally like a bull trying to lead a donkey. And the donkey is bucking back, wanting to go the opposite direction. No, we are not plowing the same way together. Now, I'm talking about forming terms right now. We're not plowing the same way. We're actually, if you were to take a physical yoke, which is like this wooden barrier that's supposed to hook the, um, hook the animals together so that they can plow the ground. If we take a bull and a donkey and try to yoke them together, it's not going to work. First of all, the donkey is not as tall as the bull. So it's going to drag the bull's neck down to the level where the donkey is. Not to mention the bull and the donkey don't have the same, I don't want to say horsepower because they're not horses, but they don't have the same power. They don't have the same effort to move and plow at the same time. To make this even more simple for you um, that don't understand uh, farming terminology. If you are four feet and you try to um, tie a rope to your wrist to somebody that is seven feet tall, which means they have a longer leg span and they take a few steps, you're going to find yourself trying to run up ahead to catch after them because their length of their legs allow them to take wider steps than you would take. So they're able to get to their destination a lot faster than you. And you'll wind up running and chasing after them. And so the same goes with relationships. I had to realize that like I, we are not equally yoked. We're not working here because we're not going the same pace. We're not trying to operate at the same level. We're not even at the same level. And so I had to realize I got to separate for a purpose. My purpose is to achieve my goals. <clears throat> Part of that goal is marriage. And that particular ex could, could take it or leave it. It didn't really matter to that person. And, 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 and for me, it's a definite. Like marriage is a definite for me. That is, if you're not trying to be married, that, that is a no-go for me. That's a, that's a breaking point. That's a, what do you call it? A deal breaker for me because I know what I want. And so if you don't want it, then we have to separate for a purpose. As we talk about relationships, I know some people who are in relationships that are dead in relationships. They're not going nowhere, baby. I don't care how much the person talks it up to you. And I've been there. So this is not just me observing this. I have been in relationships before where we were together for a long time or at least a long time in terms of modern terms four years for four years you keep telling me we're, we're going to get married and you keep telling me that it's definitely going to go this way and you can tell me that this is your plan and yet every time I ask you well when well when should we start making the plans to move towards this it's like you got a thousand excuses as to why it can't never happen you got a thousand excuses. You you owe your money funny. Oh, this, that, and the other. But you just bought a new car. But you just did this. But you just bought that. But just, So your money ain't that funny <laughs> of why you can't get married. You just don't want to commit. Clearly, I'm not the person you want to marry. And so what you want to keep doing is having your cake and eat it too. You want to keep having me, but then eating cake everywhere else. You want to have your freedom. But then keep feeding from me. And it doesn't work. And a lot of people, and, and I, I hate to say this, because I don't want to bash us, y'all. But we got to call a spade a spade. 
a lot of women tend to stay in relationships for convenience and for comfort because they are too afraid to be separated for a season. You are too afraid to break apart from that relationship because you fear that you will never find somebody else. And I know there's some of y'all out there, ladies listening, and you probably got your little ego attitude on right now. Like, girl, I, that ain't me. I ain't got no problem with leaving him because there's a bunch of men that want me. Then why are you still there? I'll wait. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you sitting here talking about how you sick and tired of him. And I've heard it. I mean, whether they have been friends in the past that have told me their relationship problems or just random people, because I mean, just who I am and who and who God has called me to be and and my gifts and talents just make people feel comfortable. Strangers <laughs> to just come up with so many problems. And and I've heard it time and time again. I've seen it time and time again where women are staying in relationships that are leading you nowhere. And you are okay with the crumbs that he keep throwing you. Oh, he missed your birthday, but he threw a crumb of celebrating you afterwards. And so you were like, well, I mean, at least we did something. Oh, he uh, didn't do date night with you when you wanted to do it, but he came and slept with you later that night. And so, I mean, well, at least he here. He ain't take me out or nothing, but... I mean, at least he, he came here. He won't help you out with the bills when you if you ask him, though, it's not his job, because, again, that's part of marriage. But let's say you were down and out and you asked for help. And he won't do that, but he'll come and eat up all your food in the house. He'll, he wants you to make him something to eat or you quick to make him a meal and he gladly eat it up. But he can't help you like pay not one bill. If you ask for help or he see you struggling and don't even offer to say, here, let me help you out as a friend would do. You constantly have to be on guard. Or matter of fact, even I heard somebody say this before, which is sad. And they even showed me, which is just like, so you see the problem, but you still staying. Look, he don't got no pictures of me on his Instagram posts. And they, I mean, they swiped up and down on every social media platform that their, you know, significant boyfriend ever was on. And yet they like, but see on my page, I got all these pictures of him. And when I tag him, he don't accept the tag. You know why? Because he wants his cake and wants to eat it too. You still freely giving, so he freely taking. But he clearly got something else going on. And so you got to make a decision. Do you stay here and just take crumbs or do you separate for a purpose to receive from someone who will be a whole meal? I don't want a snack. I'm sorry. I want a whole meal. I don't want your crumbs either because your crumbs, if I'm hungry, ain't feeding me. I saw about that before about, you know, an empty cup. If I'm thirsty and I'm coming to you and you empty, then you are giving me nothing. I'm still thirsty. And how many people are in empty relationships that are going nowhere? How many people have empty friendships? Yeah, that's about that too. Because I've been here. <laughs> I don't teach y'all nothing I have not been through myself to learn the lessons. Empty friendships where you call all the time and they never answer. You text all the time and they keep you on red. 
You try to hang out and they got every excuse in the book as to why they can never hang out with you. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just so busy. We all busy, baby. Let's let's just call a spade a spade. We are all busy. The problem is that you have priorities and I'm not one of them. Because people hear you hear me. I'm so sick and tired of this. I'm gonna make this clear for you. People prioritize what they want to prioritize. And clearly you're not the priority, which is why they have not made you important in their life. So they give you crumbs, crumbs to keep you around, crumbs like birds. If you ever left crumbs for a bird to follow, the bird will keep following the crumb. Never realizing because they don't look up enough to see that there is a whole ton of food to the left or to the right of them if they just look around. But no, since you're the one dropping the crumbs, then they'll just keep following the crumbs. Thereby, you're in control because you dropped the crumbs. So switch that to your life. People that are dropping you crumbs and you just keep taking the crumbs, they are in control of your life. And you may not have realized that until this moment. But you have given them control of your life, of your happiness, of your joy, of your peace. Take it back. I had to do that. And part of that means you might have to go through a season of separation where you are not in relationships right now, where you do not have the friendship that you once had. Because I realized that in my life, when I was willing to stop being the one calling all the time, my phone stopped ringing. And you want to know why? My phone was never ringing. Because they were never calling. But we stayed connected because I always did the calling. I always did the texting. So when I stopped texting, they did not have anything to say to me. They didn't text me back. And we all have gotten this, which again, shows one thing. I have experienced people, friendships or relationships or even family ships, but that's why friendships relationships for a minute. Where I stop hitting you up, I stop calling, I stop texting, I stop trying to have a relationship with you. Silence. Meaning they weren't interested anyway. So it was easy for them to just let it go back to the wayside. But then you get the every now and then. What's up, big kid? Hey, how you doing? And most people, that's the crumbs. You think they really care to feed you. No, they don't really care to feed you. It's all about control. Because if you think about it, if you really care to feed the bird, then you'll just drop all the bird seed right there and, and leave them to their fate to go feed themselves. If you really care to, or you drop the food or whatever, and let the bird eat as they so freely want to eat, as much or little as they want to eat. No, you take off bits and pieces to drop for them so that they can keep nibbling and come back to you so that you stay in control. And that's what happens in relationships or even friendships. When you stop giving, giving, giving what they freely were taking and they see that you're not doing it no more, then they hit you up and you think, oh, they must care. No, they don't. Because if you don't respond, they ultimately fall off. I've seen it time and time again in my life. Being a person who is always so generous, always so caring, always so giving. When I stopped 
everything dried up. Even when I would get the, hey, big head text or the, you know, hey, girl or hey, friend or whatever. Hey, sis. And when I stopped responding to their one text, one call, one DM. When I didn't respond, that was it. Because all they did was care enough to throw you a little bone. A little seed. I'll just throw this one out. I know I missed all your thousands of texts and calls. But since I see you not doing it no more. You ain't blowing on my phone no more. Alright fine. I'll, I'll throw you this one. But the minute that you choose not to respond to that one they threw. They walk away. And go about their business. Which shows they never cared. So you got to make a decision for yourself. To separate for a purpose. That purpose could be to real to analyze and evaluate who your real friends are. Are these really friends that, you know, not to quote TLC, but let's call a spade a spade. Are these friends that stand their ground and let you down? Do they really have your back? Or are they walking away? See, it's in the season of separation where you get to really Take time for yourself to grow, develop, heal, and strengthen yourself. And when you take time to evaluate and analyze who's really on your team. When you take time to separate is when your vision becomes more clear. I know because it happened for me. When I took time, rather God put me through it, but, you know, to separate, my vision became so clear of who's who in my life. I got to see everybody's motives. I got to see everybody's agenda. I got to see what people really stood for, what they really were about, how they really were. I got to see all of it. Just by watching. Watching their action or their inaction. Watching their communication or the lack thereof. I got to see it all. I remember my last relationship what further solidified the fact that you were not for me. Was because when I said, listen, I'm done. I'm done with this relationship. I'm done with the way you treated me. I'm done. And I chose to walk away. Guess what, y'all? Which was no surprise. Not only did he not call and show up. It wasn't until months later. Y'all, months. Where he popped up at my door. Now, I ain't heard from you in months. When I ended it, you didn't call me to try to get me back. You you didn't say, hey, let's work it out. Nothing. You easily, happily, clearly walked away. But then now that you realize whatever you walked away to wouldn't, didn't work out, now you back here. I didn't even answer the door. Why? Because my vision is clear. I saw who you were. And I recognized for myself that my life has been better off without, without you in my life. And that while you were in my life, it just kept me blurred. I said it before, I'll say it again. I don't care how good the sex is. It's not worth your peace. It's not worth your health. It's not worth your happiness. It's not worth your joy. Yeah, it feel good. Let's be honest. Sex does feel good for a time. But I got to the point for me where I was tired of laying next to somebody in bed after having sex with them. Claiming you love me while having sex with me, but then crying myself to sleep afterwards and you don't even care to hold me. 
wanting to talk and all of a sudden you too tired to talk. Having deeper needs and you don't care. Being sick and you don't even care to go get me some soup, but hey, don't like open my legs. You down to get what you need. Baby, when you choose to separate, I promise you, you will then begin to see who is really for you and who has been using you for what you were willing to freely give. Now, when you separate, don't become bitter because you saw who people were. Use it for good. That's where the purpose comes into play as well. Use it for good. See, I took my pains. I took my licking. I kept on ticking. I, I, I took every bad thing and I chose to use it for a purpose. I chose to heal inwardly so that I can then help you and others heal externally. And what I mean by that is I chose to do the healing myself first so that I can then take my lessons and help others. That's the external part. I was, I'm willing to share my journey so that to help you break free from whatever's keeping you in bondage. Because whatever's keeping you stuck is blinding you from seeing the solution to move forward. And it's ultimately hindering you from your destiny to becoming your best self. And so you got to make a decision today. What areas do I need to separate from? What people do I need to let go? What people or things do I need to isolate myself from? That could be social media, as I talked about before. Maybe every time you go on social media, you are so stressed and depressed and anxious and comparing yourself. And, and all of a sudden you think your life is miserable because you're looking at everybody else's pictures. Then you need to separate from us a social media for a purpose of your own sanity. Your own mental health. To focus on your business and not everybody else's business. So take take this as your wake-up call. To say, I need to separate for a season. And as you separate, the second part is focus on your why. Because it's going to be very, very easy to go back if you don't focus on your deeper why. See... When that ex came ringing the doorbell saying, hey, what's up, big kid, basically, (laughs) you know, I had to remember why I left. I didn't leave because your sex wasn't good. It was great. It's fantastic. However, that wasn't enough. I didn't leave because you didn't look good. Again, that wasn't enough. All that is superficial stuff. I need something deeper that you were not willing to offer me. And so I had to focus on my why to not go answer that door. Because especially when it comes to my singles out there and you may be in a relationship right now that you know you need to break away from, it's going to feel hard. But I had to decide what mattered to me most. Would I want to die today knowing that I didn't live my best life because I stayed attached to this person? I never got to see if there was a, a better relationship out there. Because I was willing to just stay and suffer here. No. What type of life is that? I had to hold on to my why. When it came to separating from certain friends. 
I had to remember, why did we separate to begin with? Oh, yeah, because I was the one always giving and you always took. And there was no reciprocity. I was always depleted, but you was, you left full. So I had to set up healthy boundaries to realize that this is not what I need in my life. And I'm not going to go back. Why did I leave social media, as I said before? If you missed yesterday's episode, go check it out. I had to realize that this was not serving me any purpose or value. Staying on this. Constantly looking at other people's lives and stories and pages. Their highlight reels. That was making me feel bad about myself. As well as the media at that time, which was during COVID. Where I was seeing all these death tolls and people afraid. And and it was like, this is just heightening my fear. I don't need this in my life. I don't want no anxiety. I've had it long enough. At that time, thank God for curing me. I had it long enough. I don't want it no more. So I had to be willing to do the work. That's where part of the cure came from. Doing the work needed to overcome anxiety. And so I put up healthy boundaries. But I had to focus on my why in the process. Because it's very easy to slip back into old ways. If you don't have a deeper why that keeps you going. And then last, like I said, I had to do the work. I knew I wanted to become better. I knew I wanted to be strengthened. I knew I wanted to have healthier relationships. I knew I wanted to have healthier friendships. I knew I wanted to operate at a healthier place, optimize as my best self. So I had to do the work. Whatever that work took, I did. Counseling, I did. Working with my spiritual mentor, I did. Working with my spiritual life coach, I did. Praying, meditating, I did. Reading different books to help me become better, I did. Taking online courses. I did whatever I had to do. Going to the gym, working out, whatever it was. And and still is. I do it. Because my why is deeper than anybody else. It's about me becoming my best self. I want to be healed for me. I want to be whole for me. I want to live a balanced life for me. So that I can have an overall quality of health for me. It takes ownership. It takes discipline and it takes intentionality. You have to be intentional about bettering you. It is not nobody else's job. It's yours. And so do the work. We're out of time, y'all. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give you his peace. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.